Sci-Fi For Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Welcome, everyone. This episode of H2O. My name is Jason Hunt. I am Timothy Harvey. I almost got you. Almost. Almost. Not quite. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a callback call to. He didn't uh, even do to... that with a coffee cup. That's the weird thing. He just made that noise <laughs> with his head. It's kind of scary. No, yeah, actually, we're, we are drinking coffee. We are drinking Shock coffee. Shock and surprise. Because coffee is life. Coffee, oh, God. Right. We still, you know, for those of you out there who, uh, if anybody works for a coffee company, you manage a coffee company, you own a coffee company, uh, we would be delighted to talk to you about a sponsorship because we will drink you know, your coffee on air. I, I, I've, I've, air. I've made a poster. Hmm. If the coffee dies, we riot. And I really would like to be able to use that poster yep. at some point. Uh, all right, so uh, we are going to need a lot of coffee because we're talking about a lot of There's stuff. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, and this doesn't even cover D23 or TCA. Right. Uh, this episode we were supposed to record last week, and things just kind of got away from us. This is the San Diego Comic-Con. Can we say that word? Um, I don't know if we can say that word. On advice of counsel, until the lawsuit is finalized, we're good. We can't we can't share anything about it on social media. Any of the legal proceedings about that? Did you see that? No. Did you see? Yeah. Apparently, uh, a gag the order? judge the judge in the case has issued a social media gag order for all of the parties involved. You know, that's actually not a bad idea, considering considering how much social media is a den of iniquity and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they can they can. They can share. <laughs> they can share documents, right? Yeah. Like say, here's here's something we just mm-hmm. filed, type of thing. But no discussion, no opinion, no. Well, the internet is that. where anger goes to live. So yes. I think that this, and and when when you consider how much the backlash has already been for this, mm-hmm. it can turn into a really. So that's that's actually not a bad idea and yeah. prejudicial. Yeah, that's true because at some point this is more than likely going to go in front of a jury oh. for something. So. Because I hadn't seen, I, we're we're monitoring. <laughs> this is this is one of those things. It's actually working tonight. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it, but um, <laughs> and but we we're are doomed. Hey, I know, I know. Um, oh God, I'm we're, on fire. We're streaming as we record this episode. We stream live on Thursday nights on Twitch on our Twitch channel, mm. and uh, in the last few times that we've done this it has not gone well um but we're testing new settings today and so far i don't want to i don't uh, i can't even uh, i can't say so far so good stop talking Uh, sorry all right so san diego comic-con san diego comic-con lots of stuff we haven't even published a whole lot things because there's way too much things were announced a couple of three things yeah and we can start with stranger things yeah i got a new trailer for season two Mm mm-hmm that's all I got written down in my notes. Looks like if you liked the first season of Stranger Things, um, you might like the second season of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It looks like that plus more. Um, I saw the the a lot of people early earlier in the first season of Stranger Things. There was a lot of comparison to 
um, 80s stuff. You know, it had a, it almost right. had yeah, a, Spiel, a Spielbergian oh, yeah. uh-huh. vibe. Right. And uh, it, it, it would be interesting to see how that plays out for the scene. I haven't seen any of it. Interestingly so. enough, when you look at the show, and, and folks who have watched it might disagree with me on this, but I think some folks will probably would agree, it's got a very much a Stephen King It vibe, which is interesting because, of course, it is coming out. We mm. had a new trailer for You're that. You're talking about the origin, the 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 first one with uh, John Boy and and John with John. Well, Ritter no, I'm just talking. Well, the, and, the, certainly the certainly the miniseries, which is uh, an amazing. If you've never seen the miniseries, oh, the effects yeah. have aged very very poorly. But the cast is amazing, mm. and the writing's really really good. And they, due to the fact that it was network television in the early '90s, early '90s, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things in the book they couldn't touch on. There's some very... The book is... It's a Stephen King novel. It's violent. Mm-hmm. There's stuff you can't show on TV, especially in the early 90s. You could do it now. You could do it on... Uh, on Netflix. Well, no. If you can run Hannibal <laughs> on network television, you could do well, you could do a version of it that would uh, be plenty, plenty yeah, gory. I suppose so. But it's... It, it, the, the idea of child protagonists... Uh, very, very young people in danger is mm-hmm. something that you usually get an age lift for a lot of stories that way. Yeah, yeah, they'll age them up and make them older. Because there's something built into us um, that really, really makes, especially if you have kids, you get very uncomfortable looking at very young children in danger. Yeah. Which is why they're great things to have in horror films. It's like, oh, look, this tiny, adorable Muppet who is sweet and innocent. And, oh, God, they're dead! <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> It's like my heart. Oh, you know, it 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 bothers people, and that's what it's. I mean, that's that's good. That's what it's supposed to be doing. But um, Stranger Things really capture that and that '80s vibe. But again, the audience is the audience for things like Stranger Things and it is our age. It's we grew up with these characters, and we right. lived through those the decade. Yeah, and the other one that is appealing to that particular demographic, or trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can find it in my notes. You have a couple uh, of three pages. I there. have a couple of three pages here. Uh, I didn't write anything down on it, but Ready Player One. Right. They released the trailer. Mm. It's uh, yeah, and and people are saying that this San Diego Comic Con Spielberg was a winner. He was one of the mm-hmm. you know you know, right. you know winners and losers of San Diego, and um. I've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the book is actually very entertaining and a lot of fun. And it's chock full of 1980s references. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the future from now. So Right, it's know, like 2045 yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, it's like 30, 40 years in the future. And the main, char- the, the main character is a fan of um, this video game world that's online that you can go into you jack into basically right. vr and the guy who founded it is an 80s is is a huge fan of the 80s that's when he was a teenager so the world that this vr world is heavily influenced by the 80s and because this guy is basically the combination of you know every pop star and and uh every tech giant he's this he's become this massive um it was like Steve Jobs and Willy Wonka. Yeah, except that he's dead now, and he left a quest for them to find. And his, basically his fortune, all of his money, is mm-hmm. out there. And if you find it, you win everything, right? Right. So 
the what the trailer doesn't do is give you a sense of the story, which I think I was actually really disappointed with. The trailer looks great. It's a very pretty trailer, but it yeah. doesn't tell you anything about no, the story. No, it doesn't. You... It, it is very specific to those of us who remember all of those films. Right, yeah. Uh, Iron Giant, Back to the Future, you know, sure. whatever else is in there. Which is, which is great. But it's a mess. But it doesn't actually give you a sense of what's going on in the story. I think that, unfortunately, is a mistake for wider audiences. Mm-hmm. Because if you got that sense of... Um, it's like the marketing It's yeah. like the marketing for John Carter. Not when as bad they start, as the marketing for John Well, Carter. no, because when they put that first trailer out, oh, yeah. everybody looked at it and went, what, what is this yeah. about? And, and there was no, like you're saying, there was no story, there was no sense of but the, the story. Di- the difference and, here is that there is a... And this is this is a very sad thing to say. There is a built-in audience for Ready Player One who did not need to have the info. Right. But for wider audiences, there needed to be that for John Carter because without... And again, we've talked a bazillion times about how they completely botched the ad campaign on that. But, well, but, I, I would think for Ready Player One, though, it, it, you're, you're looking at the same kind of thing. If you've got people who have never read the book and don't know what the book is... But this first trailer is targeted at... the. It's a San Diego Comic-Con trailer. It's well, targeted true. at that audience. That's true. And the so they are going... It. It's the movie, and it's going to have the things. And look, there's the thing and the other thing, and I love that. And oh my God, it's my childhood giving it to me in a little box with a bow. <laughs> and the general audiences are going, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. There will be the trailer that basically says, you know, I'm the I'm the the impoverished kid who has my own cobbled together technology. I'm in this thing where I get to be who I am as opposed to my crappy life. And now I'm swept up in this grand adventure where, you know, anything is possible right. and here's the bad guys and all this. Other. That trailer will come along and we'll get that sense of that. But yeah, I suppose. Sure, it's a pretty trailer, though. Um, nostalgia seems to be the thing this year. Well, we're getting older. Because Well. When I was I young mean, and pretty. Okay, because you've got, you've got Ready Player One. Yep. Um, there Stranger was, things. yeah, there's Stranger Things. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. There was a panel there. Um, DuckTales is back. I am There's very concerned about Blade Runner, by the way. Oh? It's a beautiful trailer. It looks so oh, good. The looks, story looks I fantastic. Know. And yet, you may recall, Uh-oh. Dustin and I recorded a review for a little film produced by the same guy. And I realized, I realized that Blade Runner is directed by somebody else. Yes. But... Ridley Scott, God love him. The man is a talent beyond compare. Well, however, okay, the last two Alien movies. Yes, but but Ridley Scott did not have his hands on the story. I mean, yes, he's producer, Uh, but Hampton Fancher and Green, what's his name, David Green, they wrote the script. But Fancher wrote the first one. The nervousness is still there because it is. It is, uh, but see, but see, Denny, that film. Denny Villeneuve, mm-hmm. I think is, is is how you pronounce it. He said uh, at the panel, he said that um, when he first came on board, and and you know, you've got the question of whether or not Rick Deckard is a human right, or a sure. replicant. Uh-huh. He said he's not going to get in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he wants to live. That's right. <laughs> See, because Ridley Scott says he's a replicant. Right. Harrison Ford says he's a human. Right. Uh, who you can who you well, side after cre- this is a spoiler for the film. The after credit sequence is the two of them fighting. <laughs> Only one will leave. Let them fight. Exactly. Uh, that's, but that's not true. But Villeneuve says that he Maybe. spent several months and mm-hmm. discussions with Ford with Harrison Ford to 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 figure out where Deckard is after all of these years. Sure. And uh, that, to me, that, that's that's not the director just arbitrarily saying, no, I mean, there's, well, there's, this is what we're going to do. Look, and, the, the, so. the first trailer, the first trailer was pretty, and it kind of kind of gave you that catch in your throat if you're of the I right age. It looks, it's, it's, not, it's not as much as the first uh, Force Awakens trailer right. got hit you, but it, it's still there. This most recent trailer is so... It's all the things, and you're like, this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then you remember that year <laughs> where everything you asked for for Christmas, you got none of it. And so you're concerned. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic because it does look so good, but I'm also scared. Yeah. Because, look, it'd be like going back and making a, uh, a sequel to Back to the Future at this point. You're, <laughs> you're in your heart, you what? want it so bad. Uh, I know. People but, want it. People want but it. But at the same time, you're like... No. Well, and fortunately, Zemeckis and Gale have said never going to happen. Right. Which is good. Well, and I because you know, everything. I mean, if you look at this list mm-hmm. of all of this stuff that's coming out, that's prequels and sequels yep. and reboots and stuff. I mean, we're still talking about another Ghostbusters movie. Sure. Ivan Reitman. They were doing a doing a panel. Um, Let's see, where is it? Ghostbusters. Not only are they doing that, but Reitman says they're doing a. There's there's talk of an animated feature. Mm-hmm. There's talk of another live action feature. Mm-hmm. IDW has comic books that are coming out. One mm-hmm. of them is called Ghostbusters 101, which is going to be a crossover between the new team and the old team. Which is they're what they should learning. have done in the first place. Yeah, right. Because the really sad thing is, is that the new Ghostbusters movie is not a terrible film. It's not a good film. I never saw it. But it's got a really great cast. Those actresses or actors, depending on how you whatever term you want to use, because they're, uh, they're both valid at this point. Um, I'm am old enough. It was actresses when I was going up to yep, theater, that's, that's, so it's it's stuck in there. So my apologies, but. Um, you don't have to apologize for who you are, Tim. We eh. love you just the same, right? Eh. Anyway, <laughs> the 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 problem is is that it was for all the potential and some really really great bits. They compl- instead of embracing the fact that it was a it should have been a sequel. Mm-hmm. It should have been should have been and 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 you could have done it with that cast. You could have made that. You could you could have had the all female Ghostbusters and still made it a sequel that played. Well, as and you could have. Well, I, I, even even with what they did, mm-hmm. the only thing that you would have to do is you know just a, a quick scene at the beginning no, or something in no. the middle. No, wait, some, something with Ackroyd where they're establishing the franchise. This is a brand new franchise because that was the idea. Well, but but here, you, yes, that that would have been helpful. I mean, you'd have having, to, you'd have, to having, have something. Having them having that the original cast as much back as you could would would have been great. Just the passing of the torch, right? But the other big problem with that film is it had a terrible bad guy. Well, and if you especially when you look at the first Ghostbusters film, 
What a strange thing to say. The first Ghostbusters film. Because there's only two of the original cast, and most people kind of forget about the second one because it wasn't very good. And that's, it was all right. That's it. It, it was, was all right. right. It was all right. It wasn't... The, but it had Gozer, and Gozer was a great villain. Yeah. This, this, then the new one, for all the, the potential and all that great cast, the bad guy was a whiny little guy who but, felt put upon. I mean, it's like... Oh, so he's a millennial. Worse than that, he's 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 too old to be a millennial. He's well, see, just... see, that's that's what gets me is is you know we've talked about how films are a product of their time, mm-hmm. and if you look at the films that are coming out now, and we're starting to see with some of the new TV series that are coming that are going to be coming out mm. this this fall, uh, you know, when we've talked about before politics, sure. the, the political sure. climate, the Political climate is having a huge impact on Which, what people Which, unfortunately, say. is the way of things. I mean, yeah. you can't. Get, it's this is not this is not limited to this current time. It's happened no, before. It'll I happen know, again. I know. I know. But the, the it, scale is different. Yeah, it's it's noisier now. Well, I mean, and, and I think I think the reality is is that with the explosion of the different platforms for entertainment, you can't get around that. When it was three networks, right, and movies that played in theaters for six to nine months. Well, we were the, talking the. the the field was so much smaller. Yeah, we were talking, uh, 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 Mindy and I were talking the other day about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And she asked, there, there was a couple of questions. And one of them I think would make a good article. Uh, you know, like maybe your top 10 or 15 classic stories that mm-hmm. somebody should watch sure. to, to learn right, yeah. about. You know, if I'm, if I'm just coming to Doctor Who, there's 50 years, 50 plus years what should I what should I watch from the old show? Mm, sure. In order to you know be well, completely up to me, and I know what's and going what on. And what not to watch in the new show? Yeah, because and then, there's a lot. Of, uh, so the question mm, the mm. the question came up is if if we were looking at the 80s or the 90s sure. in classic Who, and they had decided to cast a female Doctor, then. Mm. Would the blowback and the all of the rigmarole that we're looking at now, the circus, would it be as much? And I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have either because it was discussed. Tom Baker actually talked about the fifth doctor being a woman. Yep. Back then, that was the 70s, guys. That yep. was the 1970s. Okay. So, no, I think that the it wouldn't have been as, as – it would have been a big deal. Don't misunderstand. Right, because because the environment then was still different. The idea of the idea of a female action hero, and the Doctor is in many ways an action hero. Mm. The idea of a female action hero didn't exist. Yeah, because we didn't get that until Ripley. Right. I mean, you had char- you had characters characters in literature. Red Sonia existed by that point yeah. in, in literature. Comic books had female action heroes. Um, pulp novels. Uh, Genre fiction certainly had them, but television, British television especially, you think American television can be stodgy? British Ameri- British television mm. can be just as stodgy, if not worse. You know, I would. It would have been so see. bizarre to see. It would have been amazing, but it would have it would have shocked. It still would have shocked a lot of people. Yeah, but you wouldn't have had as much blowback. I mean, but again, the 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 the, but, but the internet, the internet. Yeah, um, I would love to see an adaptation you'd have to do it as a miniseries mm. an adaptation of of Friday from Robert Hunt oh yeah I think it would be a, a, a you know, you've got your female action hero mm-hmm. lead 
and you know all of well, the, Friday, all of the things that Friday make Friday was written in the seventies, wasn't it? Was that seventies so. or, or yeah, something or, like that? Well, see, here's the question though: if who would have been the actress to play the Fifth oh. Doctor? That's we we should ponder that because yeah because Jodie Whittaker for American audiences is a very unknown quantity outside of the folks of those of us who have seen Broadchurch and some of the other stuff that she's right. done. Uh, but that's the same with most Doctor. Most of the people who played the Doctor have been known in certain circles of British entertainment, not necessarily big ones, mm-hmm. but they've been they've been faces to recognize, big and small. But yeah. for American audiences, it's been who are these people? No pun. Intended. Nastasia Kinski. No, no, she's not that good of an actress. Uh, <laughs> okay. She's not. I mean, she's, well, she's she's she definitely had some very good films that she, or films. That it would she was be in that it very would be stunt casting, no matter what you do. Well, but not necessarily because you look. You know, we'll we'll have to ponder this because yeah, okay. you have to think about the actresses of the time, because yeah, it would that, have been have to, and the tendency a tendency for the show to cast people who are a little older. Would they have gone? Were they? 20-something or early 30-something actress, or they would have, they have gone with an older actress? Something to think about. We can come back to that um, another time. Yeah, I think they probably would have gone with an older one because there was so much noise about Davison being so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and, well, and that's the other thing. Yeah. Doctor Who has had plenty of controversy with casting yeah. long before this. And Moffat, in his exit on the panel, mm-hmm. uh, was basically calling out the media for playing up the blowback. Mm. He's like, you guys just shut up and just, you know, just, just shut up. <laughs> I was like, watch the show. I would love to tell the media to shut up. Um, media, shut up. <laughs> um, all right. Where, where to next? Um, we talked about Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, there's a lot of comic book stuff. There's a lot of oh, superhero yeah. stuff. We just got emails today. That there's two other new superhero properties in the works. Yeah. Uh, is something I'd never even heard of. One of them is a, an African-American superhero series called Black, I think. Hmm. And then uh, cool. the other, I, I have no idea. Now, of course, we've got Black Lightning coming to CW. I tell you what, uh, the Black Panther trailer looked fantastic. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I am, I am ex- I, if nothing else, I'm going to be excited about the production design. That film looks Amazing. Yeah, it's coming out February 2018. But I'll tell you what, um, mm-hmm. as much as I want to be excited about the Black Lightning trailer, I don't like the trailer. Yeah. I just, uh, it feels, you know what it feels like? It feels like a 1990s <laughs> Mutant X type. Uh, Mutant X or Nightman. Sliders. Oh. I, I know, I, I, oh. I, I, I went there. Oh, and the thing is, is, I look at that. I look at the cast of Black Lightning. I think this is a good cast. I like the story idea. I like uh-huh. the premise, but I don't like the way the trailer. I don't, and part of it's the edit. I think. I mean, it's just it's so. I'm I'm uninspired by the trailer. I'm excited by the concept mm-hmm. because I like the idea. I like the idea of generational heroes. Right. I like the and I, I like the fact. I mean, Black Lightning for you know. I'm a. I was a teenager in the 80s. I was a kid in the 70s. Super Friends, Black Lightning, mm-hmm. um, comic books, well, you know, Black Lightning. I mean, Black Vulcan. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's So the kid in me is like, finally, a Black Lightning show. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a dad with daughters. And I'm like, I can relate to this. Cool. And, and I watch the trailer and I'm like... Why don't yeah. I like the trailer? Uh, I, the thing that concerns me is during the panel, they did they did s- uh, confirm, I guess you could say, 
um, they did touch on the fact that this show is going to deal with um, police brutality. Sure. And it's going to deal with some black on black crime. Sure. And again, we, saw the we get into we get into you know politics of the day. Sure. There is a very real possibility for this show and other shows to get preachy. Well, but also bear in mind that we had a show, we had a show like um uh Luke Cage. I don't think Black Lightning is going to be like Luke Cage. Well, no, hold on, but if you remember Luke Cage in the in the in the Power Man in the comics in the 70s mm-hmm. was very political. And so, and and Black Lightning has generally not been political overall. I mean, there's, right. there's certainly certainly it's been it's. Been, but again, in the environment that we're in right now, yeah. But but as a storyteller, yeah. you can't. I mean, to some degree, you can't sit there and say, "I'm not going to tell this story because of the environment we're in." At the same time, you want to make sure that your story is still going to be entertaining. I think that if you're the the idea, we've had we've had stories about. Uh, police brutality in Batman comics. We've had stories about police brutality in a lot of different mediums. Right, but so you, you don't do have that. the added layer of race. And racial politics is going to be in this. It's like well, we were just uh, talking about. Yeah. It's like we were talking about with Doctor Who with mm-hmm. the casting of Jodie Whittaker. Nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. Nothing is without politics. And the problem is if you let the politics trump the story. Well, but CW also is targeting. The, ma- the millennials, yeah, but they're also who want who want Maxine Waters to run for president. Apparently, a, fair, a fairly <laughs> sizable amount of, and somebody else can give me the breakdowns on the, on the demographics. But a significant chunk of the CW's audience is white. They're not. They. I mean, yes, a show. A show like, uh, come on, a show like Black Lightning is is to some degree saying. You know, we'd like to have a bigger share of black audiences. Oh, no question. And, no and, question. and, they, and if you're, hey, folks, if you're running a, a network, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Exactly. You should. Every, you, you have to be. And you target target the whole demographics, all of them. Grab everybody you can get. That's how you actually make money in this business. But if you, they're also not going to sit there and they're not going to develop a show or put on a show that is going to. It might polarize audiences to a degree, but it's not going to mm-hmm. polarize vast sums of the audiences because that's just bad business. Right. You kill, you, I mean, if, you're, you, if you can make a movie like that, that's fine. A movie is, you know. Yeah. Um, which, unfortunately, I've been, I've been hearing reviews of Detroit. Oh, yeah? Catherine Bigelow's new film. And um, it's really been mixed. The reviews, the reviews it's getting 95% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. I've... But a lot of, a lot of black viewers are saying what they, what they are missing out of this film. They are, they are praising the direction, they're praising the acting, mm. but they feel that the film doesn't actually say anything. And they're like, mm. they're that, and they feel a little, they feel let down because it's, it's, I mean, it was a, it was an important part of American history. It was a thing that happened that changed how people thought about stuff. Right. And Bigelow's an amazing director, you know, female director, yeah. uh, won a few awards here and there <laughs> for her work. A few. And she's not afraid to take on tough subjects, which is great. Um, and one of the reviews I just read was like, you know, you know, the reviewer said, I basically started off going, this is not going to be one of those articles where I sit there and say, white director can't make a story about black people. Yeah. But it was... As a black viewer, the, the reviewer is saying, 
this, I don't, I don't feel much watching this except it feels like a horror movie as opposed really? to an emotional thing. And I'm like, that's unfortunate. So, huh. I mean, I'm, I'll end up watching it because she, you know, I've seen, I yeah. think she's a great director. By the way, uh, while, while we're here live, Mm-hmm. We've actually got somebody in the chat. Brimstone. Hi there. Brimstone XO. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's so far. I had to get up and go and look um, to to see. But uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, got people. Of course, we could now we could we could now segue into the the Great Dark Tower uh, trailer. Yeah, I'm and hearing... unfortunately, the terrible reviews it's getting. It's getting. All the terrible reviews. Wow. Every, everything is basically sitting there going, "It's not well." Very and good. spoiler alert. I mean, I'm gonna. This is like a big, uh, serious spoiler. the The reviews are spoiling the ending. They are Ooh. not. The reviews are saying, and, "Don't even bother to watch it." Here's how it ends. Oh. Well, they're basically saying they don't think there's going to be a sequel, and the film doesn't go anywhere, and it doesn't huh. for just something that's in theory supposed to start a franchise. It's not a franchise starter. Well, and this is and terrible. I, I just saw, what did I just see? I just saw, was it yesterday? This is not how it's supposed to go. It, cr- they crossed, it crossed the wires. Universal is rethinking the whole dark universe shocked, monster movie. Shocked I am. Mummy was so crossed. bad. It was so bad, you guys. Do not watch The Mummy. I'm sorry. I'm, I, um, no, it's so bad. It's so amazingly disappointingly bad movie. I did not like it. <laughs> Well, it's a Tom Cruise movie. I have no problem with Tom Cruise movies. Tom well, Cruise see, movies... that's the thing, though. It, if Universal is going to make a monster movie, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the Universal monster movie, right? then put the Universal monster in the movie. And well, don't make it a Tom Cruise movie with a monster that Universal put in there that's well, if you're gonna make kind a mo- of the Universal If monster. you're going to make a movie where your villain is the mummy, you have to bear in a couple things in mind. First of all, when the mummy films were big... The idea of a slow-moving creature that never spoke... Relentless. Uh, ...had not become Halloween yet. And there's there's your guideline for making a mummy movie, is remember, remember Michael Myers in the background. Mm-hmm. Remember the sense of dread. That's what you need out of a mummy movie. Hitchcock. Um, the, the Brendan Fraser mummy films, the first two, the third one... Did the third one happen? Did it really? <laughs> the first two were fun popcorn movies. They were meant to be in, Indiana Jones influenced. They were big right. and loud, and, and it was not about dread. But if you're going to make a dark universe, a dark universe, then for the love of God, remember <laughs> what scary is. And go with scary. Make it scary, guys. Come on. A horror, a giant horror shared universe... We're never going to get um, uh, Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street versus Ash. We're never going to get the Evil Dead. Uh, you know, uh, We're never going to get that. Yeah. Because Robert Eglund is done. He's not putting on the makeup anymore. Right. And you're, so you're never going to get that giant shared universe that people almost got. We almost got it. It was almost, life was almost made of candy and unicorns. But no. Dark Universe is not it. Speaking of giant shared universe, Mm -hmm. the DC universe, Mm -hmm. uh, we do have confirmation. We got Wonder Woman 2. Yes. And And that's all we know. Yeah. Well, it's it's, the film just came out. I mean, come on. Well, that's true. It already is hovering near $400 million. Hugely successful. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best. It's the best DC film that they've had so far. Well, I mean, is it the 
is it still getting the the highest numbers? I for, think so. I mean, highest numbers for a director, for a female director. Uh-huh. Highest numbers for a for certainly for a female action. Well, uh, Warner like, Brothers uh, is talking about doing a, an Oscar campaign for it. And there, but I've seen articles where people said, "Can it win?" And the answer was, "Maybe,", Maybe. which is something that you're never yeah. going to you know you don't hear them going. Could Batman eighty nine have won the Best Picture award? I know, right? Could could you know Michael could, Keaton and yeah, yeah I mean uh, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of speaking of Batman, yep. Ben Affleck has yeah. has made it official. He has confirmed he is continuing to play the Batman. Right. Yeah. There was some debate about uh, that. There was concern. Um, I think. And people who looked at people who watched the panel said that he didn't really look like he was happy to be there. So everybody was like, well, "Why? Why is Not everybody still likes around? these things though?" Uh, well, I that's mean, sometimes true. some of it is that's contractual. True. They're like, yeah, "We're giving you all, all right. this money. You You've have to come to up and do the these things." You're like, "Fine." But the rumor is, buy a boat. the rumor is that the first solo movie he's doing <laughs> is the beginning of a trilogy that will then lead to Batman Beyond, which should be cool. I'm all on board with Batman Beyond being As a movie. long as Christopher Carter's theme song is used in the movie. Oh, I went to nice. school with Chris. He's a good guy. He's good folks. Uh, I have, his, I've his actually team been... of composers does really good work for the for the, all of the DC animated stuff. I've been I've been uh, lucky enough uh, to read some of the Rebirth titles lately. Oh yeah. 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 How's that and the, it's actually a, a lot of it's Really, really nice to it's read like, those stories our universe again. Is back. It's like okay, you got elements of the new stuff, but there's also a lot of the old stuff, and I'm, it, it makes me happy. Yeah. But the Batman Beyond title is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and speaking of animation, mm-hmm. Young Justice season three. I know we do a little, <laughs> a little happy, happy dance. dance. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Uh, uh, otherwise known as Young so Justice long. Outsiders. Yep. Um, Greg Weissman and Brandon Vietti. Mm-hmm. And uh, the art director, I, I, yeah. I don't get his name. They they did a panel. They showed up, and they revealed the team. Yeah, the entire team. Are you our ready? Lineup. Yeah, Are give, you me, ready? give me, give me, give me. All right, our me. lineup is static. Yep. Okay. Kid Flash. Yep. Okay. Now remember, Wally West is stuck in the Speed Force, so right. this is a different Kid Flash, this and is... the artwork looks like New Fifty Two Wally Kid Flash. Okay. Sure. Okay. Robin. Damien? Maybe Damien, because he's got okay. the hood. Okay, so Pro- everybody's Damien. guessing Damien. Probably Damien. Wonder Girl, the blonde Wonder Girl. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cassie, Cassie. Cassie. All right. Spoiler. Excellent. Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, a new character called 13. I'll circle back around to her in a minute. Okay. Arrowette. Right, good, Which good, is good. Artemis. Right. In a, she's a female Red Arrow now. Right, sure. All right. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And Beast Boy. Okay, okay. Now, 13... Some nice rollover from the previous yep, season. Yep, the, the 13, they're speculating, might possibly be... In, in DC Comics, there's a there's a character named Tracy 13. She's also known as Girl 13. Right. She's magic. She's a uh-huh. magic user. And if you look at all of this lineup, you don't have any magic, because in Young Justice, you had Zatanna. Right. Right. So if you're going to do this, you've got you've got electric powers, you got speed, you got you know the tactics with with Robin. You've got, you don't have very you've got much the Young magic. Justice League. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. That, that that makes sense to me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing really missing, I mean, Wonder Girl probably would be the the Superman analog. If you're right, going to go yeah. with the 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 Justice League, you know, parallels. Sure. Wonder Girl is probably going to be. 
the the Superman mm-hmm. analog, and then um, oh, I don't know, you know, Robin, of course, the Batman analog. Spoil, right. Spoiler, maybe Wonder Woman's position in the, on the team. I don't know. It's not. It's not a perfect right. No, and it's, not, and it's not meant to be either. Yeah. But but yeah, that's we still don't I'm have any any release date, any no, in, any no. other information at all about it. But we're excited whatsoever. anyway. I was really surprised, though, that Miss Martian is not in this lineup. Well, but the thing is, is that these characters, the other characters, just like in, in season two, they'll show up. Yeah. They just won't be the, the core team. That's because true. you don't see Superboy there either. That's right. And yeah. they'll, so they'll show up. But they'll probably, I suspect they'll do another time jump. Yeah, they are. And so the, the idea that you'll have, again, it's, it's all about the, the next class. Ooh, speaking degree. of which, <clears throat> this is... Not related to San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. but but um, we got an email. This came out today. Deadline was reporting our very first casting um, casting announcement for Titans. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Raven. We have our Raven in the first live-action Titans. Yeah, who do we have? Tegan Croft. I'm not sure I know who that is. She's Australian. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. Mm-hmm. Now, She's 13. She'll, she'll be a brunette. She's 13 okay. years old. Okay, all right. But also bear in mind, this picture is not from her first appearances in the comic. Raven was not 13, her first appearance in the comic. But that particular picture I know, in this is... I know, <laughs> I know. I'm not looking at that picture. I'm looking at she's well, 13 playing can, Raven in scale, The Titans. But I, I, think it, I think it's okay to scale her down. She's one of the characters you actually could scale younger. Well, the, and this is what they're doing in the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. They are making they made Raven uh, same age as Beast Boy and Terra. Right, and yeah. you've got uh, Corey and uh, uh, Nightwing and... Um, um, Cyborg. I mean, right. Cyborg's up in the Justice League, but Nightwing and, and Corey are the leaders right. of the team, and they're older. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it was. It's, see, this doesn't bother me because again, we're all all of this stuff is all this stuff is alternate universe stuff. It's all it's a multiverse. I know, but still, it's a multiverse. I know, but still, Relax. it's a multiverse. Thirteen. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. It tells me it tells me what what direction they're going to take the show. Uh, not necessarily. They're I mean, gonna, it, it's the same as Runaways. Well, but the thing is, is the thing, same as Runaways, same as Cloak and Dagger. Everybody's uh, going yeah. for that tween, teen, something. Shadowhunters. It depends on the rest. It, it, it depends on the rest of the cast. Because bear in mind that her major story arc is essentially my dad is the devil. I, yeah, I and know. so that's the horror side of things. And again, we talked about this earlier. Younger means the threat is bigger. I'm just saying. Uh, Relax. Um, don't freak there out was yet. A, there was a Krypton panel. Don't care. Mm, yeah. I'm well, not. Uh, the, what we what we've learned is the the story starts in present day mm-hmm. on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's a time travel story to go back and kill Superman's grandfather before Superman can be born. That's that's the story. I am. I am. <laughs> Not any more excited for this show than I was I'm not prior either. to hearing that. I mean, that. that's it could that, be really good, guys. I'm, uh, I'm just you know, I mean, uh, who knows? It might be really good, but I'm I'm underwhelmed at this point. I, prove me wrong, please. Uh, prove uh, me wrong. Well, I mean, 
you know, you you look at the rest of the DC lineup. You know, Supergirl, Monel's going to be back in Supergirl at some point. <sighs> Hooray! Um, uh, Katie McGrath is coming on as a regular this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Lena Luther is going to be a series regular instead sure. of recurring. Whereas, uh, Flora, 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 Oh, I'm going to butcher her name. Um, Maggie. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be a regular this year. Right. She's, she's only going to be a recurring. This, of course, has made everybody blowing up because Alex said, Maggie, marry me. And now she's suddenly not a regular character anymore. And everybody's like, you did this. The evil show. Well, DC has a bad track record for going, marry me. Maggie. Say, say yeah, show, Maggie. Say, exactly. Yeah. And so basically DC just doesn't like Maggie. It's okay, guys. It's okay to like Maggie. She's all right. She's an I, okay character. You know, I don't. Uh, it's, okay, it's not. It, no matter what they're going to do, it's not going to be as bad as they did it in Batwoman. Well, no, the, I know, but when still, the, when the people, the creative staff of Batwoman goes, it's all Barry's fault. We're out. It's all Barry's <laughs> Thanks, fault. Thanks, guys. Um, so we've got we've got that. Katie Cassidy is back as a regular on Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, where they blew up the island, but of course nobody's going to be dead. Um, Darn. Uh, Michael Emerson. Is joining the cast yeah. of Arrow. There's going to be a super group of villains this year. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what he's going to be. You know Legion who he's going to play. Legion of but, Doom. Yeah, Legion, Legion of Doom. Doom. Um, Doom. Let's see. Leg- Legends of Tomorrow. Damian Dark will be back. Shocked. Shocked. Um, I am. And they have confirmed. They have. There have been talks with Matt Ryan to play Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow. Excellent. I am yeah. on board with this plan. Yes. The Flash, uh, Danny Trejo, <laughs> is going to be uh, uh, Gypsy's father. Oh, Remember I Gypsy? love this. this is, I am already on board with this. <laughs> and no speedster villains this season. The, awesome. the villain is going to be The Thinker. Oh, okay. He's a new cool. villain played by Neil Sanderlands. Mm-hmm. No speedster villains. That is the first smart decision that these guys have made about the Flash in three years. Will there be time travel? No. Are we sure? No speedster villains. No. Yeah. None of that. All do that's they, gone. Do we have it in writing? It's gone. Yes. Do we have Do we have family members being threatened? I would hope because the show needs to take a break yeah. from both of those things. And uh, the CW's panel for Supernatural. Yeah. Kansas opened for it. Of course they did. But, you know, Carry On My Wayward Son, yeah. right, is the show. And little known fact, I did not know this, but the Winchester boys mm-hmm. are in the show. They're from Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. I did not know that until this week. Well, they're getting, and they're getting their own spinoff. They are, yes. Um, what's it called? Um, something Sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, wayward, the Wayward Sisters? No. I don't know. So, yeah. It, yeah, oh, but they're they are getting they are getting it up. You know what's funny is the the uh the woman who plays the sheriff mm-hmm. who's gonna be the lead in that show. Right. You know where I know her from? Where? I don't want to even admit this. Sweet Life is Zach and Cody. She was Zach and Cody's mom. Oh, okay. Kim Rhodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now she was also she also did a an episode of one of the Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it I can't remember if it was Next Generation or if it was Voyager. Wayward, Way, Wayward Sisters. Yes, thank you. Um but yeah, yeah, Zach and Cody's mom. 
pains me to admit that. You look pained. I didn't you watch that show pained, because though. I wanted to. I watched that <laughs> show because it was on, and it just, you know. <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. um, sure. Let's see. Oh, did you see the story uh, of Thor Ragnarok? You know, the line from the movie, the, the line from the trailer, where fr- yeah, he's a friend from work. Mm-hmm. Did you see the story behind that? Uh-uh. Came out this week. Uh, apparently, while they were shooting the movie, they had a visit from a Make-A-Wish kid. Oh, okay. And the Make-A-Wish kid said, you should say he's a friend from work. And so the line, everybody was like, that's a great idea because it's funny. Yeah. And it made it into the movie. It made it into the trailer. And it was be- oh, a, a kid on on a visit. It was a Make-A-Wish visit. I like it. I, that's that's, that's fantastic. It's even more, even, you know, it's like, Marvel's made of candy. See that trailer is looks so good, and I I'm actually excited about a villain for Marvel again. Mm-hmm. Hella is yes. First of all, okay. Kate <laughs> Blanchett. It's, she's a she's a she's a, she's a very lovely woman. But in terms of villainy, uh-huh. I mean Hella's a great villain in the yeah. comics. Yeah, but she just looks. I mean she she's got she it looks all. Fantastic. She looks very Kirby. Oh, it's great. It's Kirby and, all the way. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we've got um, um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Where the footage leaked. Yeah. We've right. got uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which is going to be set in the '90s. Interesting. And Nick Fury will have both eyes. Interesting. Did you hear who was also going to be in Captain Marvel? No. No. Oh, I get to say it. I get to tell you and see your face when you react. The Skrulls. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. I, I know, right? I, that's what I said. I went, well, huh? Because for those who cast your mind back to the first Avengers movie, the Chitari uh-huh. are the movie version of the Chitari from the Ultimate <coughs> comic, which is the Ultimate Universe's version of the Avengers. Yeah. And the Chitari were their version of the Skrulls. Now, those of you who watched the Avengers and had read the Ultimate Ultimates and gone, these are terrible versions of the Chitari, which was another name of for the Skrulls, because the Skrulls, the Chitari in the comics, were Nazi monsters, shape shifting mm. Nazi monsters. Yes, cannibalistic shape shifting. You, it was like the full s- slate of villainy there, and you're like, oh, these are the bad guys. And yeah. then we saw the hive mind Chitari. The coolest thing about the Chitari were their spaceships were like alive. Worms. Yeah, that was the coolest part. So okay, sure, scrolls. I'm on, I'm on board. Shape shifting alien monsters. Gimme. Well, now the the big question is how they're going to do it. James Gunn has an explanation. I'm sure he does. Because James Gunn has explanations. Uh, apparently, he, he took to Facebook because everybody was sitting there saying, how can they do this? Because the scrolls are part of the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. license. It's over at Fox that there will be nobody's playing nice. How are they going to do this? <laughs> So James uh, uh, Gunn said that apparently the the way the license works, there are specific 
scrolls. They can't do the super scrolls. They can't do. Uh, they can't do individual. Uh, there are individual scroll they characters. They can't do the scroll queen. They can't do the super scroll. Right. I could see how very easily they could. Okay, okay. But that makes sense. Scrolls mm-hmm. in general. So apparently, I and my guess is we, we're going to get the right. we're going to get pieces of the Kree scroll war, mm-hmm. sure. and that's how she's going to get her powers. Because somehow she gets wrapped up in it, right? Yeah, and Marvel. I, I'm going to guess that Marvel is at least going to play an incidental part. It'll be well, and she gets her powers. It and will boom be from there. the Sur yeah, scene. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I'm dying. Take eh, my power. Eh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, save um, the ball. Only you could. Eh. Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I know we're jumping around back yeah, and forth. Right. Harley Quinn on Batman Day. Mm-hmm. This is a week in September. She is going to take over every cover of all of the titles of DC Comics for her twenty fifth anniversary. Let that sink in for a minute, guys. Harley Quinn, twenty fifth anniversary. 1992 was when I gotta she go was get first. drunk now. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, oh, wow. No, that's, yeah. that's great, though. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a bunch of different, you know, one-shot stories. Mm-hmm. You know, Palmiotti's doing a bunch of stuff. By the way, we interviewed Jimmy Palmiotti at Planet Comic Con. You can find that over on our YouTube channel. And whether, whether you like the Suicide Squad movie or not... Um, She's in charge of the Suicide Squad now in the comics, yeah, too. Yeah, that was actually a... Uh, she was one of the few good characters in the movie who actually no. fit the part. Uh, and, and, that, the part right. and that has gone back and forth between if we're going to get Suicide Squad 2 or if we're going to get Birds of Prey or if we're going to get Gotham City Sirens. Nobody seems to know exactly what this thing is going to be right. that we're going to get because Ro- uh, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. has a producing deal to do a Harley Quinn movie right. of some sort. So whether I, thought again, she, I thought she was fine in the role. I thought she did a very good job in the role. I yeah, like so. there are parts of that movie I actually liked. I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of well, it um, Gotham. <clears throat> not it's still even, in the air. Not even gonna do that. But after Gotham on Thursday nights <laughs> Is that the, the new show? After Gotham? <laughs> no. The Orville. Yes. The Orville. That looks like so much fun. And curiously, that opens up the door to our new show. We have a new show. Oh yes, yeah. that we have a new show about Star Trek. <laughs> if if the, if the technology cooperated with us, because it didn't on Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah. We launched our first our first episode this week. It's called Triple Bites, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very similar to Salacious Crumbs. We have uh, a Star Trek, uh, Star Wars news and rumor program, right? called Salacious Crumbs, which is all of the stuff about the Star Wars universe. And we've been talking for a long time that, especially now with Discovery coming, uh, we need to have a Star Trek news program. Especially considering all the things swirling around Discovery and the mysterious Nicholas Meyer project. I know. We talked talked about all of that. Now, if you go back and you look at the video, it's uh, it's on uh, Twitch-ish. because. Twitch-ish? Because the, the the program it, it that's a, that's pretty much what the video does is it freezes <laughs> up and there's a lot of yep. all that stuff you can hear it mm-hmm. 
but you can't watch it very well. So play it in the background and, and do something else. But, um, but yeah, Nicholas Meyer apparently is in is rumored to be working on a con prequel that will focus on his days on SETI Alpha 5. Interesting. Which we don't need. Nobody asked for. Nobody wants. I don't know if Greg I would Cox trust that already rumor. did it. I don't know if I would trust that rumor. Uh, I'm, I'm well, more inclo- they I- asked him about it, and he says, "I cannot possibly comment." Okay, I, I don't, I don't for a moment take that seriously. This is, but Nicola, have you, if you, if you guys have ever watched Nicholas Meyer talk, Nicholas I, Meyer I is he's a jokester. He's a jokester. Still, yeah. So I don't, don't I, I suspect need that's not. a con prequel. Well, and what concerns me, any is prequel with, with all the with all the, uh, concerns me with all the rumor mill and 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 potential stuff swirling around discovery yeah which i don't necessarily i don't necessarily have a problem with the premise of discovery i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with the casting the, the, i don't have a problem with the production design i don't have a problem hear me out uh, i don't have a problem okay. with i don't have a problem with a a previously uh a uh, uh, klingon faction that that is not focused on which is they're supposed to be a, a much more religious klingon faction et cetera, et cetera. i don't have a problem with any of this. Spock's half-sister? I don't have a problem with any of this. Because, quite frankly, I'm going like, to like Spock's half-sister a hell of a lot more than I liked Spock's half-brother. <laughs> because Cybok was terrible. You're making an assumption that you're going to like this. Okay. I No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying... I'm No. I'm saying I'm going to like Spock's half-sister better than Cybok. That's not a high bar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem is this. Right. Is that it doesn't? Okay, I am perfectly on board with a Star Trek multiverse, which is what this was supposed right. to be. It was supposed to be an anthology show, right? And and well, and there's the, there's the suggestion that Myers is Nicholas Myers is doing the second season is it's what it's going to be because there's talk that there's not going to be a second season of Discovery already. Yeah. So I have no problem with any of this except for the fact that it's like we're going to make it. It's it's original series, mm-hmm. and it's like it's, you know, and it's like okay, no, it's not. Just stop saying that. Just yeah. make your lives easier, make the fans happier, and say okay, the, the that thing was that, the plan. We're the, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, the thing that bothers play me along about with us. You talk about the production design. We have already established what that time period looks like. That's why. That's why you stop saying original series right. you say this is this is not kelvin this is not original this is its own thing so play along with us yeah and that's all you've got to do because star trek See, fans, i'm not excited about it you know the 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 current trailer to me the new trailer looks really really interesting mm. it doesn't mean it's going to be good but i i'm it's enough that i'm going to sit there and watch the first episode and go okay sell me on it but the thing is what i'm hearing is that the second episode is like another pilot oh. so the first episode is so they fireflied it i guess i don't know it's it uh, oh. it's such a thing i mean i don't even know what i don't even know how to describe it just dear dear people making things don't make your lives more difficult than you have to. That's it, right there. That's all you got to do is don't make your lives more difficult than you have to. And all that, in the case of this situation, it's 
Uh-huh. Don't say, this is the original series, and then have nothing that resembles the original series. Say, we're making a Star Trek series set at a certain time in space and time, and don't pay attention to anything else. Just pay attention to this story. Well, That's all I gotta do. They didn't even have to say when it takes place. I know. All they'd have to do is say, it's a new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, fans... Fans Eventually, would want to know when. Well, sure. And even, but that's just it. It's a guys just make it a bloody multiverse. But and to sit there we've and already say, got the mirror universe. We've got the Kelvin, there, the original, and the mirror universe. I know. There's room for another one. But to sit there and say this is ten years before the original series, you automatically hamstring yourself. I know. That's what I'm saying. With the expectation, I mean, for all of the criminality and fraud that Axanar put on display. They at least got the aesthetic right. Well, and I think that unfortunately, we we so much of this seems to be, at least from what I'm what I'm reading in some places, that so much of this is, revolves around the difference between Paramount and ABC, CBS. CBS. So, yeah. and the and the fact that you're not they, we can you can do this here and you can do this here, but you can't do this across the line. And so, there's stuff they can't do visually but cbs owns that part of star trek but the te- all of the television like, stuff is cbs like, well yeah it's it's such a it's such a th- bizarre odd thing that seems to me to have been made much much more complicated by simply saying we said this in the original timeline yeah. as long as you don't say that mm-hmm. you could have saved yourself well, all the even grief. then it could have been in the original timeline but just said it after next generation Sure. Set it, you know, 15, 20 years after uh, DS9 sure. Voyager. Yeah. And, and just, you'd be perfectly fine. And, oh, new uniforms. It might actually, I mean, this show might be really, really good. And I'm, I'm my fingers are crossed because I'm a Star Trek fan. I like the cast. It is a great looking cast. It's a lot of talent there. Yeah. I, I, the visuals don't bother me. The Klingon redesign, again, they're talking about a, a faction that we've never seen before. Okay, fine. I'm on board with this. Okay. But the thing is, is that they made their lives so much harder this way. Yes. And they have made, they have already caused so much fan backlash yes. to a show nobody has seen. I know, and that's the that's 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 unfortunate that they're facing an uphill battle. I mean, it could be really get-go. really good, but it's going to be like the it's going to be like uh, Agents of Shield. Once you, you know, if you, you you once you lose that audience, how are you going to get them back? Well, the problem with that is Agents Agents of Shield did not face a paywall. Oh, well, that's the other issue. That was the other, I mean, you're not putting you're not putting shield behind the international behind version, the international version of Netflix is carrying it. I know. To the internet. And that's going to be that's going to be the where the money comes from. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. And Net- Netflix you know, licensing agreement basically paid for the show. Yeah. And to put to put Star Trek behind a paywall, it's an obvious cash grab. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's obvious what CBS is doing. Sure. But also the fact that you've got so much, uh, so many, so many reports of problems. <coughs> excuse That's me, so many reports of problems before the show ever goes yeah, on the air. They've done, they've done everything they possibly can to all make their the lives delays, difficult. All of the getting all rid of, of the behind getting the rid scenes. of Brian Fuller. Yeah, he didn't leave. Not on his own. No, he he, he was let go because. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't playing ball with CBS. He didn't want to do it so, the way they wanted. It's unfortunate. The, like I said, I'm. I think the trailer looks interesting. I am on board with giving it a shot. 
I hope it's good, but it's an uphill battle. They have they've made their lives hard. Yeah. Speaking of hard lives, we have a hard life because we have to say goodbye. We've gone. Thank God you didn't break over... into the song from Annie, and no, that just dated no. me there, didn't it? <laughs> Uh, we've actually gone over quite a bit. We've gone too far. Yeah, I know, I know. We're not going to be able to pull it back. Because um, normally we just go from 8 to 9. Yep. And now we're past 9 o'clock. We're, 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 we said it was going to be an extended episode. Right, and we didn't touch on so much else. There's so much going on. But. Oh, I know. So you still got uh, uh, Disney D23 news mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about. Um, Andrea Romano is retiring. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. Um, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, help me, help me, help me, I don't help know. me. What Rocky, are you doing Rocky Granny. Um, June Foray. Yeah. June Foray passed away. Right. The voice um, of Rocky. Rocky from Rocky, Rocky and Yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, Hokey Smokes, Bullwinkle. Um, she passed away. We've got uh, the Television Critics Association. Mm-hmm. Press junkets are going on this week and next. So there's still a lot to talk about. Yeah. Lots and, so much genre news. It's amazing. And it's I great. will I will leave you with this thought. The Orville looks more like Star Trek than Star Trek. Well, and my only concern here, there is, is that the first trailer I laughed more at than the new trailer. It's not being sold at TCA. It's not being sold as a comedy. It's being and and uh, Entertainment Weekly talked to uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane out at San Diego, mm-hmm. and he's calling it a science fiction series with elements of comedy. Mm-hmm. He's he's looking at it as Star Trek. Uh, uh, you know, that kind of show. He says, you know, for the longest time, optimistic star- sure. optimistic science fiction, that was the Balawick of, of Star Trek. Right. And he's and a now, huge Star Trek fan. Star Trek Star has Trek evolved fan. into something else, he says, mm-hmm. and that's left that wide open. So I'm, I, I'm taking that because they were asking, they said, on a scale from Family Guy to Cosmos... Mm-hmm. Where does this fall? And he said it's kind of in the middle, but a little bit more toward Cosmos. I will believe He's it. He's making Star Trek. I, oh, I, and and I, I, I really want to see that. I, I hope, do, too. I, but I will also say, when your trailer has Norm MacDonald playing a <laughs> Jello creature in the hallway... <laughs> Uh, it's gonna, okay. there's gonna be there's gonna be comedic elements oh, I know, it's gonna I be know. more I think it's gonna be it, funnier than it Star Trek it does look like fun and I'm looking forward to it because it's, it's Galaxy it's Quest it's Galaxy Quest which was voted in Las Vegas the seventh best Star Trek film oh, yeah. of all time uh, and and that's going on too. Star Trek uh, Star Trek convention creation convention in uh, Las Vegas this week so much cool stuff going lots on. of stuff going on in the hundreds mm-hmm. temperature wise in Vegas this weekend oh yeah into the oh. 80s here. Yeah. It's weird. Dogs and cats living together. together. Mass hysteria. And a cat right. right there. And that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, let us know your comments, your thoughts on all our social media. And uh, next, I, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Maybe maybe we'll talk TCA. We're Probably talking, more. Uh, D23. More. And uh, we will be back with another episode of H2O here on Sci-Fi From Your Radio. Don't forget, we stream live as we record on our Twitch channel. Uh, where you can also find video game play throughout mm-hmm. the week. And on Monday night, we have Date Night, which is our live Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned Salacious Crumbs. You can find that over on our YouTube channel. There's a new episode coming out this weekend as well. Um, all of the stuff from D23 that's Star Wars related uh, it will be on that episode 51. Mm-hmm. Episode 51 for for that show. So lots of stuff going on. And uh, we will be back with another episode of this show 
next week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.